What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Are you a business owner or executive who needs more results from your marketing team? Do you struggle to measure the results of your marketing spend? Or do you need to spend less time running marketing personally? A metrics marketer fractional CMO can help. A fractional CMO delivers measurable results and value by combining real-world experience with a proven marketing framework and process, all at a fraction of the price of a full-time marketing leader. We manage and enhance your existing marketing team while creating programs designed to drive awareness, revenue, and growth for your company. Let us create, manage, and deploy a marketing strategy to help you reach your goals faster. Visit yourfcmo.com, that's yourfcmo.com, to request a free, no-obligation consultation. Mention 3YPC for a special discount of 10% off our services. Grow your business faster with a fractional CMO. Chris and the guys at Greenview Construction LLC are a firm offering professional services in design and, of course, construction. And they are proud to announce that they've completed design and 3D renderings for two-spec home models located in the Jupiter and Palm Beach Gardens area, sitting on over one-acre lots. Now, they've got four lots available for these model homes. The first is a British West Indies model style, totaling just over 4,500 square foot, air-conditioned space, five bedrooms, five bathrooms, and they boast 16-foot ceilings in some areas. The second, more traditional style home, 3,100 square foot, air-conditioned space, four bedrooms and four baths. They boast 14-foot ceilings in some areas. Both models will have a free-flowing layouts that connect the kitchen, the family room, living room, library. I mean, library, a den, an outdoor lanai. And both models will have an option to add a detached in-law suite if you really want the in-laws to move in and a garage totaling an additional 1,000 square foot. You can visit Chris and the team online at www.greenviewconstruction.com. You can email Chris Tyson, that's C Tyson, as in Mike Tyson, C Tyson at greenviewconstruction.com. Or you can call 561-727-5013. They're also on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're on Twitter. Just look for Greenview Construction. And if that wasn't enough, they have an appointment-only showroom at 715 Commerce Way West, Suite 14, in Jupiter, Florida. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage? Looking for a reputable, fully licensed, insured, and certified contractor? Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. When a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. With over 62 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and Eric and their team is prepared to handle any size disaster. The guys are born and raised in South Florida, so changing the narrative on the way contractors conduct business in South Florida is extremely important to them. Their objective is to make cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed building contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There's no need to bring in other contractors. They will handle it all for you. Call or text them anytime at 561-408-7835 for immediate assistance. The number again, 561-408-7835. Water Cleanup of Florida. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. 
pick two or more players from the same sport or league or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. Welcome to 3 Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. All right, welcome to the podcast. This is not Alfredo Artiago. This is Kai Chen Chisholm. And of course, joining me is Juan Cardona and Roy A. Shepard. We are the Extra Yard, which is an extension of Three Yards Per Carry. And if you did not catch the episode last week, you should go and do so. But we are taking over for 3YPC for the month of June. Again, a big shout out and thank you to those guys as they're letting us take over uh, and be able to do something for you guys for June so you get some episodes. Uh, it would be wrong of me to not mention that we are brought to you by Manscaped. You can use the promo code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN for 20% off your entire order. And this is also sponsored by Better Edge. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E dot com slash 5Reasons. That's the number 5Reasons for a $20 sign-up bonus. Better Edge is a gambler's exchange where you can shop for the best price possible on any bet you would like. Today, we're going to be joined by Houts. You can find him on Twitter at Houts. I call him Joshua, but let's get into the show and let's start to talk about some football. Joshua, how are you today? Doing great, man. I hope everyone else is doing well. How have you guys been? I've been chilling. Well, you know, coming off of COVID, I've been chilling, so it's been uh, a little bit. Tired as tired as all hell today, but I'm doing good. Uh, Royal, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, bro. I'm living life and loving my life. So yeah. That's great. That's the perfect combination. Juan? That was a better answer than mine. <laughs> I, I've been, uh, I'm not going to lie, Kai. I've been struggling between uh, troll and like trying to push positivity lately. So I've been, it's been a very conflicting couple weeks. I don't know. The words pushing positivity coming from your mouth are probably something I never thought I'd hear in my life. What do you mean pushing positivity? Well, I mean, we're going to talk about it further in depth later, I think. But, you know, uh, Tyreek is not lying when he says uh, Tua is more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, as uh, career percentage-wise, we're talking Tua at 66.2 and Pat Mahomes at 66.1. So, you know, I, as much as I want to, you know, make fun of the fact that we still need all this, like, pampering and coddling it's like no these these are facts like there's not there's not an accuracy or a lie there you know are we so really doing start... this at the beginning of the episode yeah i was like, like we want to start with this well that's why that's why i said i've just been the conflicting couple of weeks you asked me to expand it on it you know expand it. He did Royal, you, he did. yeah i i mean i did I, I was trying to see if you're like the the leader of positivity because i, I feel like that's very rare it's like um, it's a, a off football topic, but it's going to go into a different reference. There's a show called The Newsroom, and the main anchor of the show, like the main character of the show, uh, is not the the main proponent of positivity. And in one of the episodes, he claims himself to be the leader of morale. I feel like his attitude and how he is perfectly reflects you saying that you're trying to lead a positivity train. But Royal, since you did question him before, I could question him as well. He's leading off with it. Tyreek Hill, of course, that's one of the the main things that came out throughout the week. And I I think the clips have gone out more than the full 55-minute podcast or 45-minute podcast has. 
what do you think of Tyreek Hill going out there and saying no disrespect to Patrick Mahomes, but you know, Tua is the most accurate quarterback that he's seen. First of all, the newsroom is a fabulous show, Kachin Chisholm. You are a man of great taste. Um, second of all, <laughs> there is no way in hell Tyreek Hill didn't know that those clips would be taken out of context. Statistically, yes, Tua is a more accurate quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. But we're talking about a guy who's accurate throwing the ball 60 yards down the field. And Tua may have some of that in his game, but on a consistent basis, we haven't seen that. So, I mean, I was a little skeptical about, you know, what he's trying to do. But we've seen that a lot from Tyreek Hill over the course of this offseason with him just kind of being Tua's biggest cheerleader on this press run that he's doing. And it's getting kind of creepy to me, just being honest. Uh, But I did agree with his overarching point about how important he was to Kansas City's offense. Uh, He might not have been viewed in that light, kind of seen as the third banana behind uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. But overarching, I did agree that his importance to that offense was being minimized in in the national uh, media, I guess. And so, I mean, yeah, he's going to he's going to make an impact over here. And it sounds good for Dolphins fans to hear him say that. But I mean, let's 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 just wait. He's his biggest cheerleader. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and it's getting kind of creepy. Like, who are you trying to convince, us or yourself? I mean, that's a that's a very good yes. question. Who is he trying to convince? Yes, both. Yes, but, but what do you mean? He said he said he's trying to convince everybody else, and he's trying to convince himself of everything that he's saying about Tua. And so I, think, I mean, I mean, th- I, I mean, kind of I, agree with the positivity train that I think that he is. I mean, it's statistically, as Juan said, it is a fact. To uh, you know, that man's accurate. That's what he was drafted for. To be honest, is that deadly accuracy? Yeah, but that deadly accuracy is usually no more than fifteen yards. I mean, if he gets a chance the to throw the football, I, I get it. I get 40, it. But Tyreek, maybe forty, maybe maybe forty, maybe forty. You know, if we push it, if we push it. But I'm it's kind of like this. it's kind of like when the regular season comes around and Tyreek Hill is sixty yards down the field, wide open, and that ball don't get there. Because like like then it's we're gonna, gonna get there. Sure, maybe. <laughs> like if it gets there, then great. But what if it doesn't? And we worry, right? I think my biggest thing from this was the fact that um, oh he he's going out there and he's speaking highly of his quarterback. You know that's what we want to hear, right? When they traded for Tyreek Hill, you know you want him to go out there and speak highly of him. But it is getting a little bit creepy. Um, I think you have to agree with Tyreek Hill's point, though. He wants that ball right on the money so he can use that speed to get by defenses. He used uh, the example of what that touchdown he had against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, so you can kind of see where he's coming from. But um, anyone, not even Galu Tungavailoa, would sit here and take Patrick Mahomes over to Am I right? The fact that that came out so cleanly, I have to applaud. Because there's no way that I would have been able to get that like that name out cleanly like that i I really have to applaud that, that Kyle, we have we have a professional here with us today let's just, let's just I, be that was that was great no way <laughs> you are a professional i was gonna ask funny enough because i feel like um when it comes to football twitter you and juan are for sure you know more into dolphins and football twitter than anything i think Obviously, Royal is into Heat Twitter, and then I'm more in like the side of, of Bayern Munich or soccer Twitter in general. You quote-tweeted Stephen A. Smith today, Josh, and uh, you know quote-tweeted <laughs> the Will Smith saying, keep my my wife's name out your mouth, uh, from him telling Tyreek to stay off the weed. 
how do you uh that those are your feelings for you know telling him just keep yeah, that, yeah, keep Tyreek out his mouth that was definitely my feelings I mean I had that idea for a long time I kind of just sat on it and for some reason they felt it like the day I kept the kids down here and ran upstairs for six seconds and just yelled into the thing and quick went down and put it into premiere but uh, it needed to be said and I'm sure I probably should have watermarked that because other people are going to use it and they're going to wonder who this psychopath is but I feel like they do need to keep our quarterback's name out of our mouth <laughs> I, I completely agree. I'm so tired. Well, I think we also bite ourselves in the back with this, though. Oh, 100%. You, didn't someone post a picture of, like, a nine-yard, like, accurate out route that he threw and, like, one of the most impressive throws I've seen? And I'm like, what the fuck? This is, we, are we, we allowed to swear? Two are, versus the Saints? Are we allowed to swear? Yeah, are we allowed to I don't know if we're allowed to swear, but I was like, um, come so on, man. So I like was, I was okay. told we're allowed to swear, Take but obviously one. don't, you know. No efforts. Like just too far, just yeah. don't do it like Juan does it. Okay, but you know yeah. what I mean. I'm mean, this fan base absolutely, you know, paints a big old bullseye on their back, and now with Tyreek Hill going out there and saying all this stuff, it's doing the same thing. So, um, we kind of deserve some of this a little bit. I got to be honest. But I feel we like fully do. I feel like to me, this is like, um, like Tyreek trying to like, like bend the universe to his will. Like he's he's coming in with the attitude of like, nah, like I'm a star, I'm a baller, uh. I, I see what I've, I've done what I've done with Matt Moore uh, hashtag no disrespect Matt Moore um, and I'm going to continue to do what I'm going to do with Tua T who's 10 of Matt Moore's or whatever he said um, I think to me the only like the only thing I kind of don't like the sound of it maybe is just like my PTSD as a as a Dolphin fan for the last 20 years you know when it flares up um, is like I, I don't I don't like how he sounded when he says things like like he was talking about his 200 yard game to start the year, and then the next game he had like two catches, but like that that game was a 35 36 loss, like to to Lamar Jackson. Um, the other two games that he that he had like similar production, they both won those games. So when he labeled it and and described it as uh, the beginning to the end, or or something to that effect, where that's where things started to break between him and the Chiefs. You know, I I don't know how happy money will keep him on field. You know, off the field for sure. You know, he's gonna he's gonna live it up over here in Miami with that cash. Uh, but once it's on the field and it's a hundred percent, um, I I I don't I just don't hope he has those like those those diva tendencies that start to come kind of come out when the when the checks are rolling in. We talked about this last week, Juan. He definitely has it, bro. But Tyreek why not? Hit, why not what? Why not have the diva tendencies? If you're gonna, so I'm I'm pro diva wide receiver. They're all if divas. you are good you enough. Me. Balls it back it up, right? Yes. If you if you go out there and you go diva wide receiver like Chad Ochocinco or well, To was never really yeah. a diva, but I guess the media kind of. I think Chad was more on that side than than. To was, but if you go out there and you do what Chad did, then full reigns take it. But if you go out there and you do what I don't know, like Cole Beasley does, then I I don't want to hear. That's it. a Cole Beasley. Listen, no, but no. but the thing is, if Tyreek if Tyreek underperforms this season, he's not going to catch the smoke, bro. They're going yeah. to put all of this squarely on Tua Tonga Valor, bro. This, well, and, that's and just that's, the reality. That, yeah, that's kind of more so my point too. It's like I'm not I'm not concerned of who's saying it and their production. I'm more so concerned about the guy who's gonna have to hear, hey, why aren't you getting Tyreek the ball? 
and that just becomes another distraction for Tua, who, or you know, to be you know politically correct, whoever starts at quarterback, um, because then now it's you're such a horrible person. How? Come on, how? <laughs> how? How? I'm being politically correct. Whoever's starting at quarterback, he's talking about Matt Moore. I mean. Wait, what if we go sign that? You're more? awful. You are awful. <laughs> you want to be the leader of positivity to then say. I absolutely love Juan Cardona. Skylar I don't Thompson. care what you guys are right? Skylar Thompson. Listen, Skylar Thompson's been balling for, you know, a quarter of horrible. But to, but to your point, Juan, I just want to say this before we move along or whatever. He did have a career high 159 targets last year. So, I mean, to hear yes. that him say some of this stuff, I mean, you're. Hundred percent right, man. And I think you know he said he was underutilized, but is the word mm-hmm. maybe you know underappreciated that may he may have felt? Yeah. And you know he was like the third wheel, like Royal said. So um, at some point, you know it might boil over, but we hope not, right? I mean, but I guess that's what you get when you trade for a Tyree Kill. I'll, and and I'll take it all day when it comes to a top two wide receiver. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, hell yeah. This is what I'm saying. You take it every day of the week. Imagine, like, you remember when uh, 19. And 15, or formerly 15, but now two, but now not on the Dolphins. They went off for like a couple games and they were having great games. They high-fived as they were going to the end zone. What we have now with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle is that, but on crack. Like, that's what we have. Speed. I was going to say that. Like, that's the reference. Right, though, it literally yeah. is. Right. It's I mean, speed. If we're, if we're being honest, the Dolphins have the fastest wide receiver duo in the NFL. And I don't think it's even close. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's not particularly close, which is why what Tyreek is doing, for all intents and purposes, yes, like you expect this from your leading diva receiver or whatever he is or whatever he's going to be. But I, I'm not sure if it's been explained to him the type of target that it puts on not only the Dolphins but Tua Tagovailoa's back as well. Like there there will be shots thrown at Tua if Tyreek doesn't produce and. That is kind of where these comments kind of get a little bit shaky for me. It's like, bro, you've said it. You've made your point. Chill on the subject. Like, don't start comparing him to Patrick Mahomes because then everybody else will. He's already being compared to Herbert and Burrow anyway, right? And now you threw Patrick Mahomes in there in the division. You got Josh Allen. So (laughs) you're right. They just keep painting a bigger bullseye on his back. And you hope Tua goes out there and makes it all happen, right? I mean, Finally, you can't sit here and make an excuse for the offensive line. I know I have. You know, for skill position players, you can't do that anymore. You got Tyreek Hill. You got Jalen Waddle. You know, the plethora of offensive line help they brought in, the different coaches. Now's the time, too. Got to go out there. And regardless of all the media hate and, you know, the big black cloud hanging over his head, he's got to go out there and do what he did. And, you know, that's the reason so many of us wanted to tank for Tua is because of that quarterback he was, that accurate quarterback, like Tyreek Hill said. And uh, how is the real positivity here? Well, I was also going to push some positivity towards. Yeah, to, uh, it's an illness it. for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm like allergic to it. But um, I, I think for me, I still have to point the, you know, to me, it's the elephant in the room that um, I, as, as things currently stand, um, it's looking like Austin Jackson is going to be blocking to his blind side. I don't know. Okay, how that wait, 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 wait. Before we get into that. Feel, but <laughs> before we get into that, I do want to bring up one last little part of the It Needed to Be Said podcast featuring Tyreek Hill's lawyer, whose name I literally just forgot again. It was on the top of my head. Uh, and his agent, uh, Drew Rosenhaus. I can't. I'm going to try to get it just because I feel like it's disrespectful to not get his name. Um, but he, he, we, you know, 
it is Julius Collins. He talks about a bunch of stuff in it. Of course, within the 53 minutes and 51 seconds, I don't think many people have fully watched it through, but they've seen every single clip possible on Twitter. One quote was getting thrown around a lot, and I do want to ask this because I am probably the biggest proponent and biggest cheerleader of Mike McDaniel, and I think I have been for quite some time, you know, once I got over the drama and the hurt of firing the first coach that brought us to two winning seasons in 20 years. Um, but Tyreek had a quote where he talked about Casey and I'm guessing more specifically Andy Reid and then praised Mike McDaniel for something where he says, quote, they didn't even want me to leave to go see my granddad and he was having surgery. I'm like, yo, like this is like ridiculous, you know, and now I'm like with the Dolphins. I say, coach, I'm gone. He's like, all right, cool. End quote. Royal, I want to ask you because a lot of people are saying substitute teacher vibes from Mike McDaniel. We've talked multiple times on the extra yard. We've talked multiple times now on 3 PC from last week and this week about how he is a zero win head coach. Does this concern you or do you think Tyreek's making it seem a little easier than it really is? It seems like you read my Twitter, Kachi Chisholm, because as soon as I saw this, I quote tweeted and said, big substitute teacher vibes. That is not something that I would like to hear. Tyreek Hill is on a new team. He's in a new system. He has a new quarterback. He needs as many reps as humanly possible with the Dolphins. I mean, look, I'm all for if you have a family emergency, taking the time necessary in order to get that checked out, cleared out, all that kinds of stuff. But to just say that, I just tell coach I'm gone and he's like, okay, listen, man, that, that sounds like a friend and not a coach. And the dolphins aren't going to need a friend at the helm during the season with this much like riding on it. So I I was not a fan and I'm gonna let the other guys kind of get into it from the dolphins perspective. I, I honestly saw it how you saw it. I think initially, uh, I just, I want to be very, like, I want to tread lightly when it comes to Tyree, because I'm still trying to get a feel for how he is as a person. Um, so maybe he's, like, I don't know. It, to me, it just kind of comes off, like, like ang- angry ex syndrome, or, like, he's still kind of, like, not, I don't want to say salty, but, like, 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 still in his feelings are hurt about how it ended over there and how it could have gone. Um, and that's how it comes off to me, where I don't like that as like supposedly the you know the upgrade to them or uh, the rebound. I guess is what I'm feeling more so like um, because then it's like every single compliment for Tua and the Dolphins is immediately followed by like a slight of the Chiefs and what they did or how they did it and. You know, I just don't know how to feel or process that just yet. Um, I need to see Tyreek, you know, kind of be around the guys a little more and see how that starts to build because I think it does matter, uh, especially kind of like what Royal was saying about the substitute teacher vibes. Uh, I mean, it's funny to say, but we're talking about Andy Reid. We're talking about, what, like two decades worth of NFL coaching experience. So... It's kind of like one of those Mike Westoff things where it's, okay, I, I'm not going to completely say, you know, like dismiss it. Uh, and and I'm also not going to just, you know, take it for this grand thing. I'm just going to, you know, kind of level it and, and, and see how it plays out ultimately. 
I mean, he definitely sounds salty to me, right? I mean, like you mentioned, every chance he gets, he throws some sort of shade. And I mean, we're diehard Dolphin fans, but I mean, you might be a little salty too if you had to leave Kansas City where you just won a Super Bowl and, you know, we're catching passes from Patrick Mahomes to now go to South Florida. But um, the thing with Andy Reid, man, that definitely raised my eyebrows. I mean, you hope that he didn't prevent him from going to see his uh, grandfather. But at the end of the day, I think it might be more like Kai said. You know, he's exaggerating, trying to prove, you know, he's in the right situation now. He's got the perfect coach, this, that, or the other thing. But um, honestly, just like both of you, when I first heard that, you know, you read it, everything sounded good. Until the end, it definitely sounded, gave off that substitute teacher vibes. And I don't think we're quite ready to get to it, but I thought substitute teacher would have been the perfect transition uh, for, you know, what you guys want to talk about later on. I got a question for you. I got a question for you, though, before we get to it, though. Like, as a Dolphins fan, what kind of precedent that does does that set for other young players on the team if Tyreek Hill is coming out saying things like this and he's going to be viewed as a leader, in, especially in that wide receiver room? Like, how 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 does that sit with you when a player comes out and say, you know, I could just leave practice whenever I need to? Like, so it, with everything on the it needed to be said podcast and. Obviously, we talked about the two um, clips that were, were, well, I guess the two clips created into one that were used to promote it last week. And we will move off of it a little bit here after this one, unless anybody wants to, you know, rebuttal off of anything I say here. My whole thing with all of it is that I think this is more of what we've seen a la Pat McAfee and how he's had his career afterwards, where everyone now is starting a podcast. Hell, our long snapper has a podcast with his brother, who's the long snapper for the Buffalo Bills. Everybody has a podcast. Everybody has a show, and everyone's trying to lead more life outside of football once football is over. I think that a lot of what was talked about in this first episode is going to be the meat and potatoes of any episode that he releases afterwards. I think this is probably going to be the biggest hit, unless maybe he records an episode after a Dolphins loss where Tua underthrows a ball, and it should have been a touchdown. That's the only way that I could see that we get anything more out of it. I think a lot of it is just for clicks. I, I I don't think that there's a ton of basis in a lot of his claims. I mean, he talks a lot about how he wanted to be in KC, that they tried to work out a deal, but then at the same time, um, Drew Rosenhaus had come out and said that you know they weren't working out a deal with KC, that they weren't going to do it, that he didn't want to be in KC, and he had requested a trade. I, I, I believe half of what Tyreek is saying and I don't believe the other half I think a lot of this and a majority of the 53 minutes is all clicks and they're getting put out on Twitter they're being talked about on first take they're being talked about on Fox Sports everywhere I mean it was on McAfee show which is the biggest I think sports show um, that currently exists in the United States of America Um, I think a lot of it's just for clicks I, I don't put too much weight into it at all I don't know if that suffices for you Royal but that that's that's so just that's, how I, mean, I see it. Uh, that, that's a that's a fair assessment in my eyes. I'll just lastly add to that: if if they're all going to perform like Tyree Kill, none of them have to practice, so I'm okay. You know that is true. We go from one thing that I believe is all for clicks to another thing that I also believe is all for clicks. Albert Breer came out with the Monday afternoon quarterback, in which he detailed that the Saints weren't going to you know pay. Sean Payton a ton of money and Sean Payton wanted to retire or go elsewhere or whoever, but the Dolphins were offering a four or five year deal worth a hundred million dollars to come be the coach. This comes off of multiple reports that the Dolphins were interested in Sean Payton and multiple reports that the Dolphins 
were either interested in Brady as their quarterback slash coach or in an ownership position while also playing, which who knows how the hell that would have even worked in the first place. How it's, do you put any credibility? It is Albert Breer. I don't think Albert Breer is a horrible reporter, but do you put any credibility to the Dolphins getting ready to offer this crazy contract to Sean Payton and then the Saints essentially saying, no, we're not going to trade his rights to you? me if I'm wrong, but I think Dave Hyde was the first one that brought it up. And I think that kind of, you know, raised my eyebrows a little bit more than Albert Breer. But, um, you know, I think we all kind of sat there and when the Dolphins, you know, were going through their head coaching process, a lot of us kind of saw him just kind of waiting things out. And I know a lot of us, at least I thought it might have been for Jim Harbaugh or one of those other whales. And it turns out it might have been for uh, Sean Payton. I mean, would I have been upset if the Dolphins lured Sean Payton to Miami? Absolutely not. I mean, that would have been that whale that he's been searching for for so many years. But I keep thinking to myself, if they would have got Sean Payton, would they not have had to give up draft capital to bring him to Miami? I mean, that might not have been Tyree Kill. That might not have been that war chest of draft picks that you're relying on in case Tua Tungvaloa doesn't work out. So um, I think right now I do not want this dark cloud hanging over the Dolphins' head after, you know, we went through the whole Deshaun Watson thing. Now you're sitting here talking about Sean Payton, Tom Brady. I mean, what if... What like what does Mike McDaniel have to do to assure himself a, a second season? I mean, it almost sounds like they're trying to push him out the door, but um, I think it is mostly for clicks. But again, if you're telling me worst case scenario for whatever reason, I don't think it's going to happen. But Mike McDaniel, you know, falls on his face like Cam Cameron. The backup plan would be Sean Payton and maybe Tom Brady. I mean, no one should be upset by that. But um, I'm not too. I, I'm not trusting Dave Hyde or Albert Breer in this situation. Juan. Brady Payton, Brady Payton. You went from the leader of positivity to now you and House being rooting for Sean Payton and Tom but Brady. But no, no, no. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm trolling there. But no, honestly, it's, I, I don't care. I mean, if Ross thinks that Sean Payton's worth 25 M's, then shit, who am I to tell him he's not? Uh, and if he, and if that meant Brady too, oh, well, you know, then we're going for it, bro. Like, um, I, I don't really put too much stock into it at all. I think... I think ultimately, yeah, it kind of is for clicks now. Uh, maybe there were conversations. Maybe there was maybe phone calls exchanged, whatever it may be. Uh, but it ultimately didn't lead anywhere. And, and, and we kind of got the, the guy that we all wanted or, or Kai made us want. Um, and like McDaniel, right? Uh, and, 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 and not for nothing, but like, like House was saying, like potentially having to make those trades because it would have had to have been trading for Peyton and it would have had to have been trading for... Brady, you know, maybe that doesn't equate to being able to go ahead and get Tyreek. And then all of a sudden the, the two insurance policy is is spent on maybe one to three years of Brady and Peyton, which, by the way, I would have done. But I'm just pointing it out that that's no longer poss- a possibility in that in that hypothetical. Right. And um, and truthfully, I. I would say it's probably more likely that it was, you know, talked about in 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 real seriousness by Ross cuz you know, we've seen him go after Jim Harbaugh multiple times. We've seen him go after him having a coach. We've seen him go and land Sue. Um it w- is it really shocking to me to hear that he potentially was trying to get Sean Payton to come over here and coach Brady out of retirement? That sounds like a big enough story and 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 a national like like headline that I would see Ross being like all over that. Just for um, I guess fun funny comments sake, but not funny comments sake as well. 
We've also very allegedly seen him attempt to allegedly go after the number four quarterback for the Cleveland Browns uh, on trade deadline night in November last year. So he will do anything to win, allegedly. Um, Royal, your thoughts as a as a Packers fan to this type of news? Yeah, I'm with one. I don't care. Uh, it's it's a hypothetical pie-in-the-sky type thing. Uh, Mike McDay is, in, is the coach, and it, it's much more interesting to me to see how he pans out with this roster with Tua. Like, to me, that's a much more interesting storyline than, you know, the Dolphins getting Sean Payton and Tom Brady and probably winning the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I'm with one. Like, if that don't was on the table, I would press now. I'm sorry? Don't make us depressed now. Juan brought it up. Juan said, "If y'all got that duo, then you probably win the Super Bowl." And I agree. Uh, that's that's the case. He was he was the best coach on, available, but it did not pan out. So ultimately, I don't care. Like I, that that news doesn't move me. I'm still much more interested in what the Dolphins are going to do with the people that they have in house right now. Uh, not to play on House's name. Now it just feels like a dagger to the heart. I mean, you guys both said we would have had a Super Bowl by now, right? Listen, one Super Bowl this year is much more than you guys have experienced in the past 34 years. You're, yeah, you're no, a so, jerk. So not, so not happening. It's a dagger to the heart. <laughs> but either way, though, like it's still like there's still potential for great growth from this team. You still can be, find enjoyment out of the season that's to come. But, I mean, there are no Super Bowl expectations that, like, there would have been had Sean Payton and Tom Brady had been in Dolphins colors. Let me let me throw you guys a hypothetical. If come – well, no, okay, this is the question. What type of year does Tua and McDaniel have to have uh, in 2022 for a Brady and Payton to come knocking at 2023 and you say absolutely not? You already know my answer. I've been they have to win a Super even- Bowl. Okay, that's ridiculous. Fuck. You 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 know you both know my answer. That's a good question. I don't know. My answer has always been that no matter what, even for Mike McDaniel, and I've said this publicly, I've said this to you and Royal Juan, um, that I think that Mike McDaniel this year, year one, no matter what, has to go to the playoffs. You fired a coach who came off of two back to back winning seasons, one win from the playoffs, who you could argue the quarterback cost them those two chances to get to the playoffs. Dolphins fans might not like that, but that's I just the that cold-blooded truth. <laughs> I'm going to use like, up one of the curse words that we have available to us. Uh, Katja and Chisholm, you got me fucked up. <laughs> okay, way, bro. listen, that's just the no truth. Way, there's no way, like, Sean Payton and Tom Brady give you a guarantee. No, you're to absolutely bro. correct. Tom right? Brady so was you're telling MVP me that one, like last you, season. You're telling me that one playoff game is enough to take you away from winning your first Super Bowl in your lifetime? There's not a chance finish. in hell. I'm well, sorry. First of all, I grew up a Giants fan, so I experienced two Super Bowl wins in my lifetime, and they were both beautiful. Beating the evil empire and sustaining the Dolphins' undefeated season in one, and Thanks. the other one getting to Thanks, just God. watch beauty. So I've, I've been able to witness... Super Bowl, so I, I'm I'm chilling. Although I would love the Dolphins to win one because I feel like that would matter more to me than any Super Bowl that I've been able to even witness. But I think for Mike McDaniel to keep his job, he absolutely needs to go to the playoffs and win said playoff game. I think Tua needs to show that he is the guy because I believe firmly that if Aaron Rodgers did not play football last year, the most valuable player would have gone to Tom Brady. He played outstanding especially considering the fact that this dude 
shouldn't even be able to throw a football. His knees should not be able to work. His toes should be bent backwards and not be able to walk. Yet somehow he's eating avocado ice cream and throwing touchdowns and almost leading comebacks against the eventual Super Bowl winning champion, um, L.A. Rams. He played fantastic. He is, Dolphins fans are not going to like it. He is the greatest quarterback that has ever played this game. And he was with a coach who is unfortunately the greatest coach that's ever coached in the NFL ever. He is fantastic. Him and Sean Payton, I think, would be amazing. But in the reality that I live in, Sean Payton's going to end up being the Dallas Cowboys head coach next year. And if Tom Brady retires, I personally don't even think this Fox deal is actually going to materialize. I think he'll end up being some part of the ownership group for the Miami Dolphins. I, I just, there's nothing that in my one heart of hearts actually One championship that. is worth all of that for the Miami Dolphins. It, it might be, helps, but I don't like think how, that he plays a like, game in a Dolphins know, you're, uniform. You're, you're probably right, yeah. I mean, I can see where you're coming from. I, I would hate to be, I mean, I would hate, I hate to be a billionaire, whatever Stephen Ross is, to have to make that decision, right, at the end of this year. I mean, you, you we know Tua is going to go out there and, you know, play a certain, ex, you know, he's going to he's gonna be good, but, I mean, at what level good? And then you got to decide on if you want to bring Brady in. Then same with Mike McDaniel. So I, I hear exactly what you're saying. I just don't know if, you know, Stephen Ross, from a business standpoint, is going to say, okay, well, you won 10 games, didn't make the playoffs. You're out of here for Sean Payton, but uh, like Kai mentioned, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. If teams start to you know come crawling around Sean Payton, and that was your ultimate plan, where you're ready to drop everything and give him a four-year deal worth a hundred million dollars. I mean, you might feel like you have to you know play your card now and go after him. So, um, but I'm completely with both of you. I mean, you would have, I would, you would have to make that trade. Uh, you know, if if we went back a year into the off season and you had Sean Payton and Tom Brady sitting there, you would have to give up those picks for that championship because. We haven't won a, a freaking playoff game in what twenty two years or something like that. It's um, it, it has to be time soon. I I'm just hurt. Like, I don't know. Like that. I think in total, I'm just hurt. And I would love to have Tom Brady. I just I, I can't see where after year forty five. And I know we say this every year. We've been saying this every year for almost a decade now. Where you're saying after year 35, after year 36, after the greatest comeback in NFL history in a Super Bowl, after this, after that, can he continue to do it? I think he definitely can. But I just, you have to trade right. draft capital. Listen to me. You have to trade draft capital for the rights to Sean Payton. Currently, there are avoidable years on the Brady contract. Who knows what the actual deal itself is for what he has? Obviously, Spotrack has details, but with how deals are now, there's voidable years, there's this, there's that, there's anything under the sun. Taysom Hill got a four-year, $120 million contract that the Saints don't have to pay him, but they have to pay, apparently, to the cap. I don't see them trading the quote-unquote Tua insurance policy to get the rights to Sean Payton because the Saints aren't going to let that go easily. And then at the same time, if needed, also give you know draft capital to potentially get Tom Brady as well for that one Super Bowl year. I think Steven Ross is extremely desperate for a Super Bowl. I don't think that after the failure of not being able to secure both of them this past offseason, after the failure of not being able to secure both of them the offseason of COVID, where he tried to convince Brian Flores to get along with the ride, I don't see it happening. As now, much as I would love to see people, it, I don't see You're it. talking about people who are high school sophomores right now when you talk about these damn draft picks. No, I'm aware. I am in the L.A. Rams mindset where you give me Jalen Ramsey for three first round picks. I don't care. He's one of the best, if not the best corner in football. He's already a Hall of Famer. They won a Super Bowl using that formula. 
I just don't think that the Miami Dolphins are going to give up the Tua insurance policy because let's be realistic, whether Dolphins fans like it or not, as we've said multiple times, this is the Tua insurance policy. The draft picks for next year is a Tua insurance policy. I don't see them giving that up for Brady and Sean Payton. I just don't. If you're telling me that they're going to go over there and give it up to go get Lamar, that's believable. Mm. I don't think that they're going to give that up for Tom Brady and Sean Payton. I just don't here's, see that. Here's why possible. I would tell you they they this is my reasoning why I could see it happening. And this is like the hypotheticals of hypotheticals. Tyreek gets his fifty mil cap hit when I think 2025, 2026, something like that. I'll double check. With when it comes to Brady, this team is literally plug and play quarterback. We're talking about three, four, five deep at wide receiver. We're talking about Mike McDaniel's running, uh, you know, uh, zone and, and and everything that comes with that. Um, you're talking about a defense that's already ready and and set. How we're you know all claiming to be. Uh, I I don't see how it wouldn't be an easy easy sell for for Ross to look around and be like, well, if there's ever a time to swing for the fences and actually, you know, make some damn contact, like like why not now? And maybe it's not even uh, I I don't I don't know what it would cost to 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 get Peyton. I I would hope it wouldn't cost you know draft picks like a first or second or anything like that. I don't. I'm not really sure. Would. They would absolutely maybe you would, would. maybe you would. I think Gruden moment. went for something similar to that, uh, even though that that's a you know pretty horrible. We don't talk about Gruden, no, yeah. no, no, no. Um, but I, I, I would just be curious to see how all in Ross would be to 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 go and get a Super Bowl before he kind of you know hangs it up himself, you know, quote unquote, because uh, he is up there in age, you know, so. Uh, I do see the desperation there, and I, and and I and even more so after you kind of laid out that timeline where it's like, well, damn, bro, it's been three years I've been trying to get this dude, and he's into it, I'm into it. He's probably gonna want to be a, a president of a football operations after that. Come fuck uh, Billichek twice a year, and we'll be good. You're using all the curse words. You know, I'm them all sorry. Up. Yeah, sorry. I do think I agree with Kai, though. I think maybe that ship did sail, but again, it all depends on what the Dolphins do this season. I mean, right? I mean, it comes down to if they go out there. Again, I don't know. Are you guys both saying that? I know Royal kind of set, alluded to it, but Juan, do you agree that if they don't go out there and, and make the playoffs, I guess, or win a playoff game, I guess, you know, they could still entertain this? Is that what you guys are thinking? I personally have been completely against Kai when it comes to that. I am not putting first-time head coach after first-time uh, OC last year, and I'm not telling him, hey, you're going to have to come in and win a playoff game. I I personally, and this is all due respect to Kai, I don't see that as fair to him. I see that as kind of just thinking that he's coming in, uh, you know, well, <laughs> to talk about John Gruden again, uh, kind of like in the John Gruden situation where Tony Dungy built up that whole team and, Gruden's just gonna come back clean up. Like I don't, I don't necessarily see it like that. I think there still needs to be a lot more work done with Tua and figuring out if he's the guy. So and and again, Austin Jackson, blindside blocker. Um, so I, Mike McDaniel has his cards out. You know, he he has his own battles. He has to his, he has to deal with before me laying on and telling him, hey, uh, playoffs or, or I don't know if you're gonna be here next year. So I I personally don't agree. No, uh, I want to make myself like clear. Like I was just using that as the hypothetical. Like if Sean Payton and Tom Brady are available, then what they have to do this year is win a Super Bowl in order for me not to consider 
bringing those two in. In terms of what my expectations are for uh, McDaniel's this year, realistically, I, I disagree. One, I think he does have to win a playoff game. Like I, I'm with Kai. Like you brought him, you're bringing him in after a coach who produced two back-to-back winning seasons, like or back-to-back winning seasons. And so, if he comes in here and he has a worse season, then how can you justify like this entire thing? And I'm talking strictly football, not personalities and things like that. I'm I'm talking about he has to go out there and he has to win games. Otherwise, his first season can be viewed as an objective failure. Based off of what this team has done the past 2 years. I completely agree. And to give just to give a a a hypothetical that I think would be more relevant and this is not to discredit that because I think there is obviously I think that the news now is more so just getting as many clicks as possible regarding Peyton and Brady although obviously there is clear traction allegedly reportedly to this you know Peyton and Brady and and just Brady and Dolphins um, I guess fandom sort of thing that I would say I think a better hypothetical as we start to kind of round out the show and I think this is kind of one that we can talk about a little bit is more so, yes, do I think that Mike McDaniel needs to win a playoff game or at least get to the playoffs this season? Absolutely. It, back-to-back winning seasons for the first time in 20 years, you fire your head coach because he's an a-hole. Great. That's cool. He had back-to-back winning seasons for the first time in 20 years. You're bringing in a new head coach who's supposed to be this offensive philosophy. We've had that with Tony Sperano, quote-unquote, allegedly, because that was never going to be true. We had that with Adam Gase, and it happened for a small amount of time until Ryan Tannehill tore his ACL, and it looked like that was going to be at least a a year where they might win a playoff game against the Steelers before they got blown out and Matt Moore got his head taken off. The better hypothetical, I think, is if they do get to the playoffs and you look at the team, and let's say that playoff game, you're Steven Ross, and you see, man, if I just get the right quarterback in, will this team be able to make it there? I think if that Lamar Jackson doesn't make traction with the Baltimore Ravens this offseason onto a deal, the better hypothetical could be, do you sell the farm for the kid who literally grew up in your backyard? That's What's the better the one, in my opinion. Everything. I don't think that Lamar Jackson is a great right? thrower, and I would still do it. Listen, bro. I'm going to make uh, three yards per carry history. This is going to be the first time I pack somebody ass up uh, <laughs> on, from the damn Dolphins. Pack all they ass up and go get me Lamar Jackson. If that's absolutely if he wants to come, if he wants to come home, pack they ass up. Get them out of here. Bring me Lamar. Figure it out after that. I, I try to stay out of all that because I know people, you know, jump on if even. And entertain Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, any of these guys. But if Tua goes out there this year and you don't see the type of quarterback that you want, I mean, again, Stephen Ross was reportedly banging the table for Lamar Jackson, grew up right down the street, and we know he's still trying to work out that long-term deal there with Baltimore. So um, they're going to hate this episode of Three Yards, aren't they? I mean, we're talking about Brady, Sean Payton, Lamar Jackson. Uh, we're telling them the truth, reportedly. <laughs> we're, we're the fake Three Yards per carry, and that boy Pops. Lamar Jackson from that boy from yeah. Pompano, uh, that boy from Pompano one. Yeah, facts. Uh, this is a no-brainer. I am. I'm out here like uh, blank check, shoddy. Like, give him the blank check, sign it. You tell me what you want to get paid. Uh, Lamar is dynamic. You get you pair him up with Mike McDaniel in that run game. Tyreek, Waddle, Kasiki. I mean, maybe one of them aren't here. You know, I I couldn't tell you what what the kind of the trade would be. Um, especially because I guess in this it, you know hypothetical, Tua does not kind of perform this year 
So I, I wouldn't think that he's maybe part of that trade. Um, but I, I listen. I'm all I'm all for for Lamar. Shit, you talking to the wrong one if you think I'm not gonna push it. I'm the I'm just saying way. I think like, that is by far the 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 easier one because again, if we want to talk about Brady, and we'll try to wrap this up a little bit here, but if we want to talk about Brady and the past three years. Um, essentially, because it, obviously we've been under the COVID stuff now for two years. And of course, COVID is when they first started going after Brady and the yacht visit allegedly and everything like that. Um, this has gone back to draft night, as how said, as you said, Juan, where Stephen Ross is banging the table for them to draft the dude who literally grew up in your backyard to come be the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. And we did not go ahead and do that. Or the, excuse me, the team did not go ahead and do that. And if that fixation has been there since that day, we're talking five years ago over that three years. And if you tell Steven Ross coming off of a playoff game where Tua didn't look great, listen, first playoff game, regardless, all, all the, the rumors, everything will run rampant. If you tell him, listen, we can give away our Tua insurance policy and maybe another first in a year after that in a second. And we can go out there and get Lamar Jackson, the guy that you were banging the table to go after, the guy who now will bring everything to the franchise along with him and Tyreek in terms of marketability, you know, being able to be marketable, being able to generate revenue around the stadium, around the city. I I don't think he even blinks. I think he immediately says, I don't care what it takes. I completely sign off on the deal. And the reason why I believe that is because of what he almost allegedly did um, in November last season when that trade almost went through reportedly. So I, I think that that would be a no-brainer hypothetical, personally. Okay. Let's just be honest. When Baltimore would be ridiculous to trade away <laughs> um, Lamar Jackson. They'd be crazy to do that. Why? They have uh, uh, Huntley. He's house. He's very good. Like Trace very... McSorley's still there? <laughs> uh, maybe. He's also very good. First of all, Brett Huntley was also over here at Green Bay. That boy is uh, not very good. What was the what were their number You're two? Not, the, it's the, not the Brett Huntley. Guy? It's someone else. I can't remember his name right now. Well, that guy. He he looked pretty good. He looked Lamar. Oh, you, oh, you talk about fake Lamar? Yeah, that dude. Oh, okay, to, okay. So we're not we're not calling him fake Lamar because maybe there's like a Baltimore Ravens scout that's listening to this. Your backup quarterback is very good. If you need to trade Lamar, Tyler you guys, Huntley. You guys are, that's the dude. You guys are in great hands with Tyler. I promise. I promise. There is also Brett Hundley and Tyler Huntley on the same team. Um, I, again, like I, that's just how I think that would be a little more realistic. I know it's not a, a popular can I, can talking I ask, point, but can I ask Houts one more question? Of course. Okay, Houts. Like off subject, but this year, what's your best narrative matchup? Like Tua versus Burrow. Tua versus Herbert, Tua versus Flores. Jeez, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, th- I think to me, it's Tua versus those first four games of the season, right? I mean, that start yeah. that season is going to be. Uh, I mean, I keep looking at it. that's going to be telling for you know the entire year because some of those are big time AFC matchups. So that'll be my cop out. But I mean, everyone's waiting for that Burrow versus Tua matchup and. Uh, so any of them, but I'm going to start with those four weeks, man. Those first four games of the year are going to tell a lot about this team. For me, about, I think uh, Tua versus can he throw the ball to Tyreek Hill just so I can make some enemies. 
Tua versus Flores because that one is the one that involves a black man. And I'm going to say that. It involves two black men. What do you mean? Tua Tagovailoa is not black. I'm sorry. Tua Tagovailoa is a, a brown Hawaiian man, apparently. <laughs> I'm about to say. That boy is Polynesian. Right, yeah. Well, I don't think so. We we round out, we round out. The um, one jokes last week, Polynesia. Oh yeah, you <laughs> you brought, also brought up anime that was going around for three straight or four straight days. Where in the three RPC chat, everyone was asking, they couldn't believe that you still were able to sneak in anime. Um, we're not going to be able to do that today, although we are going to reference it. Houts, I do want to thank you for joining us this week. A little bit of a reminder to everybody that um, we will be. Trying to get another guest. I know myself and Juan are working on it. We're not sure if it's going to materialize. And then, of course, either next week or the week after for either episode three or episode four this month of June, uh, we'll be having a contest winner that will be able to come on and, you know, chat the chat with me, Juan, and Royal if Royal is available uh, to come on as well. But Houts, I mean, I think it is fair to say where can they find you although i think everyone already knows where they can find you but just everything that you're doing where people can find you how can they do that yeah just follow me on twitter at house i post some funny dolphin stuff and videos and things like that and guys just thank you so much for having me on here i mean i'm gonna be honest you guys are some of my favorite people that i met on twitter so to be able to come on here and shoot the crap even if we talked about a bunch of hypotheticals that may never happen because you know mike mcdaniel and Tua a tongue of lower are going to go out there and win a playoff game this year um it was definitely awesome Thank you again for having me, and I hope this is the year that the Dolphins change all those fortunes that have looked so down. That's true team positivity, by the way, Juan. Um, you can find Juan at Exclusivity, or you can find him everywhere and anywhere. Whenever there's a mention of Tua being good, you'll see him throwing a picture out there <laughs> of either Noah Igbenogany, or you'll see him throwing a picture out there of uh, Justin Davis Herbert. No, it's you Davis can Mills. also, yeah, it's true. You can also find Royal at Royal A Shepherd. That's at Royal A S H E P heard because i feel like everyone can just do heard h-e-r-d uh and then of course you can follow our show the extra yard on uh the five reasons youtube channel we do that every wednesday although this month of course we're not because we're hosting through ipc and then uh, you'll be able to see us do stuff in minicamp you'll be able to see us do stuff everywhere and anywhere and of course royal is the guy you want to follow for basketball stuff as well and then if you ever want to follow any soccer content you can follow me on twitter at samurai radio two eyes and samurai that is all. That's when the podcast. Um, last week I did it in a certain way. Instead of doing that's it, I'm just going to say, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.